Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Um, two things. One, how many of you guys have never heard of Seth Dahl? Raise your hand. Never heard of this guy. Who is this dude, right? Okay, cool. So probably a bunch of us. I just want to add a little bit of value to what's going to happen next week. We've invited him to come and share. He, he, he was uh, in Reading uh, at Bethel Church doing their kids, pro- lead, basically leading their whole kids program, which is how many kids? I don't know, hundreds. And hundreds of volunteers, hundreds of volunteers that are learning how to steward the power of God with kids. And he's leading that. And so he has literally been leading revivalists as they release God's presence, healing, prophecy, all that stuff. So this is a guy that has actually trained people in how to hear from God, how to release miracles over people. He speaks all around the world right now. He lives in Malibu now, so he's, he's, he's kind of going after his own ministry and stuff. He's written a book. Um, he, he's just, he's someone that, I don't, want, I don't want to get the impression that he's a kid's pastor coming to speak to us, um, as if there was any, you know, low-level kid's pastors out there, which there are not. But I, I want you to get them re- realize that he has spent time in an environment learning what the kingdom is like through the eyes of children. And it probably is a whole lot more powerful than some of us adult preachers can talk about. So I just want to add some value to that. So, if you get, so get excited about next week. Bring some friends. Bring somebody. Um, but it, it's going to be powerful. I'm really excited. Um, how many of you guys were at the beach baptisms last week? Raise your hand. Bunch of us? Yeah. So there was a bunch of us there. Um, it was our second time of the summer. I want to give a little bit of just testimony of what happened. We had, um, um, you guys were there too. I remember you seeing you guys there. Um, I, I, it, was, uh, it was really fun. It was, it was probably the last one we're going to do in the summer. We got there, and after we started setting up, another church sat up, set up right next to us in Pirate's Cove, which is not a very big space. And um, they had a bigger flag than we did. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was Refuge OC um, Church. We got to know them. We met their pastors. They were awesome. There was no weird territorial thing of, like, who's going to pe- dunk people the longest. Like, nothing weird like that. Um, they were there to do baptisms, and so were we. And it was awesome. It, it, isn't it cool? You know, I, I, you, you could think that, like, oh, no, there's competition, and there's not going to be enough room, and whatever. But here, here's the incredible perspective, is that churches are showing up at the same beach at the same time to baptize people. It was awesome. They didn't have a worship leader, so they joined us for our worship. And then we baptized, and they baptized. We're all in the water together, like killing people into the water, bringing up new life. It was awesome. It was new life everywhere. It was super fun. And we, did, we had people that wanted to get baptized that weren't scared to get baptized when we were there. Um, we had a really fun story. There was a, a young woman there that had showed up at 3 a.m. to the beach area because her, her parents live in, in that neighborhood. And she just felt called to go to the beach. And she started hearing our worship. And she came over. And as we started sharing um, a, a short little of the gospel, Chris was talking. And she starts leaving. And she, as she's walking up the stairs to, to leave, she feels compelled to stay. So she goes back down. And she just knows she's supposed to be here, Right. And, and so she, she ends up meeting some of our people, and, um, and they ended up, you know, just hearing her story of just, you know, re, you know just trials in her life right now just to this place, and just wanted, needing to give her life to Jesus again. And, and so they walked out with her and baptized her that, that morning. And then there was another guy that, I don't think he knew Jesus, did he? Oh, that's right. Phil, you met him. Come on. Do you want to share the story real quick? 
Okay, cool. Just, yeah, just briefly. It's, it's an awesome story. Well, he, um, just a, a cool young guy we met on the beach and uh, shared the gospel with him. He seemed really open. He prayed and received Christ. And then, uh, yeah, it was really cool. And then we split up, and, and then we connected again a little bit later, and we met up with Chris. And the anointing fell on Chris to get this guy baptized because he's like, no, I don't really want to. And Chris is like, yeah, you need to. So we took him out in the water and dunked him and, and got him baptized. And, and he and I have been connecting and have been taking him through the book of John this week and getting discipled. He's awesome. Come on. And his parents were there, and they got to be with him. And it would have been worth it, right? For one person to enter the kingdom. That would have been worth it all. That's amazing. And then a third church came and they baptized people. They were awesome. It was really good. I met a couple from Oklahoma that they said, we came to this beach because we wanted to see people get baptized. They were just visiting Orange County, but they wanted to see people. So they came to the beach we're at and we baptized people and they got to, oh, it was awesome. And then we got to pray for their business and man, it was powerful. It was powerful. I think one thing we were talking about, one of the benefits of doing stuff like that is, is that, um, you know, not everybody's used to worshiping um, in public on a beach. I remember I used to get really embarrassed doing anything for God out in public. And, um, you know, I've just gotten used to it. I get excited now and stuff, but not everybody. So we got, we got, got it was kind of an opportunity for everybody to kind of get together and worship in a way they didn't. So it was awesome. It's a lot of fun. Plus, then we had beach day and the kids swam and we had fun. So it was really good. Anyway, um, let me pray. Let me pray. It's, a, it's an incredible morning. God's doing great stuff. Um, I'm just still hearing that song. He's so good to me. Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. You're so good to us, God. You're so good to us. You've never let us down. You are the God that has never let us down. It might not have worked out the, exactly the way we thought, but you have never let us down. And Jesus, help me. Amen. Help me. Um, I <laughs> Jay says helps on his way. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I, uh, I, I have, I've, I'm going to share a little bit different message. I might, I might touch on what I did this morning, but I... I just, I felt a little different for first service. I want to read a little scripture. I, I, we've, been, we've been remodeling our house a little bit, and I've been, I've been, I've been going through uh, a lot of emotions when you remodel. It's just, if you've never had a remodel house, which I never had, I didn't, I'm, I'm thinking like, Jesus loves me. This is going to be great. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's kind of like life, you know, what could go wrong? It's just, Jesus is so good. And then stuff happens. And, I, and I, I've been learning, I'm always learning about what he's like in my life. And I, and I just feel like it's such a beautiful thing. I just, I, I get so blessed by it. I just kind of want to share sometimes with, with, with all you guys. But I've, well, as, I've, as I've walked through this remodel thing, by the way, we had one contractor come in and say, uh, he, you know, he's telling me, what, you, know, you know, I'm telling him what I need done. And, and he's like, well, I just, uh, how's your marriage? Is it good? I'm like, well, yeah, I have a great marriage. And he goes, okay, well, sometimes remodels break up marriages. And I'm like, what? And he's like, all right, well, let me know if you want to hire me. I'm like, I don't. Like, no, get out of my house. <laughs> I'm like, you just spread the enemy's lies somewhere else. But I, but I get it. Like, it's like, you know, 
somebody actually else told me, like, yeah, like remodels are tense. They're like, there's lots of decisions. There's money. There's, there's what kind of like handles we put on the drawers. Like, <laughs> I want out of this marriage. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and so like, I get it. it. It's a high stressful time. And so going into this, um, it's just been a wonderful learning and confirming who God is through the whole process. And I just, I thought, I wanted, I wanted to share a little bit on the uh, word on, on some scriptures in Matthew. And just, I, I feel like, if you'll just forgive me, there'll be nuggets just, just littered with this, okay? So feel free to take one or two of them and just leave the rest on the table. Um, butcher, butcher block countertop, just, just, just leave it there on the top of the... <laughs> but I want to read, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about foundations today. Um, I think this is a massive subject because I think almost everything, like you can build a foundation on love. You can build it on, on God's love, on his goodness. Like building a foundation on God's incredible goodness, and if you can do that, you will win at everything. Um, but you can also build it on his truth. And so I'm gonna read what the word says here and then kind of go from there. Um, this is Matthew 7, and Jesus is talking. Um, and in, in verse 24, he, he picks up here and he says, uh, and he says, therefore, he's been talking about before that. So if you wonder what therefore is for, um, he's talking about before. He's talking about the parable, the, para, the golden rule. Um, ask will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock will be opened to you. For everyone who whoever asks, receives. Who seeks, finds. And him who knocks, it will be opened. So that, that, he's talking about some of this stuff. He's talking about narrow and wide are the gates. Um, he's talking about trees and fruit, that good trees produce good fruit and, and, and bad fruit trees produce bad fruit. Um, and a good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. So he's, he's sharing principles. And then he says, therefore. Everybody say, therefore. therefore. What's it there for, right? That's what you're supposed to ask, right? What's it there for? So you go back and you figure out, why did he say therefore? So he's talking about godly wisdom. He's talking about, you know, different different aspects of the kingdom. It says, therefore, verse 24, 7, 24. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and, and slammed against that house. And a contractor may even told you that your marriage might not go well. And yet it did not fall, this, this, uh, the house, for it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against the house and it fell. And great was its fall. And when Jesus finished these, the crowds were amazed at his teaching for he was teaching them as one having authority, not as, as uh, their scribes do. And so he's talking, one of the things that Jesus um, just just wowed everybody with was that he shared as if one that had actually lived this message out, not, not a Pharisee who would preach about it. And, um, and so I want to talk about, like, what's it mean to build on foundation? Let's go back. It says, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock. So now I'm going to back up here. When we first started this, I, I want to give a, just a, a key to living successfully in this. And I'm going to walk you something that really helped us. When we were first dreaming about a remodel, we, we prayed about um, what might happen someday. And so we, we do our, our every day at prayer, or every day at dinner, we pray, Jesus, we say, thank you, Lord, for this meal. Lord, thank you for my wife. She slaved over it. 
Thank you for our kids. Thanks for joy. Thanks for friendship and our family. Thanks for our friends, whatever. And then we'd say this, and thank you for the remodel that it will be better than expected. Everybody say better than expected. Because that's who I know God to be. He's better than expected. He's kinder than I ever imagined. If you don't know that's the God you serve, that's him. And how do you figure that out? By living with him and finding out what he's like and trusting him. So better than expected. So we, this was like on repeat for months. Every night, unless we missed a couple, but it was like rote. It was like the same thing over and over again. And so in my mind, this thing's going to be better than expected. So then we started. And I'm going through all these contracts. First contractor canceled on me. I'm like, oh no, I got to find a new contractor. Better than expected. And so we, we found somebody else that was actually better than the first one. And then the job started, and they have to cut these big holes in the concrete because we're doing something fancy. And in the bottom of the concrete, there's our hot water line. And he says, we can't put a post here because your hot water line goes right through the spot we want to put a post. What are the odds? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and he goes, this is good news. Tell me about that. How is this good news? He says, well, slab leaks are really common. So if we need to take your hot water line from under the slab, this would have cost you thousands. And I'm thinking, oh, that sounds like an upgrade. This is better than expected. Woohoo! go ahead and do it. And so they move the hot water line. This is awesome. And then the next thing they say, hey, by the way, your electrical panel is from 1958. Because it is. <laughs> How many times have we been shocked by our toaster? <laughs> that, we thought it had a demon. Now we know it was the electrical panel. Um, and so, and so he's like, like, he's like, like well, you, you need to upgrade your electrical panel. And they're like, we can do a, a little mini upgrade or we can do the full panel. And I'm like, what's that? And it's not going to be cheap. And I'm like, oh, this is not better than expected. And then he says, but in order, if you ever want to, if you ever want to bring your house into the current realm of like solar power and air conditioning for my wife, whatever, like you have to have this done. Oh. So I think that's an upgrade. God's upgrading our house. <laughs> this is awesome. He's got more money than, than he knows what to do with. So this is going to be awesome. And so we upgraded our electrical panel, right? And then the guy's like, yeah, you don't have enough lights in the planning. Should we put more in? I'm like, yes, upgrades. Put more lights in. And <laughs> but you see, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have looked at these things as upgrades. I would have been like, ah, my life is, gone, is crashing. I'm now depressed and oh, I need to go get, call a friend and tell him that I need Jesus. Like, but because I had a prayer, I mean, I don't know if it was intercession or not, but I was looking, maybe I don't know what it was, but it's, it was a prayer that I kept on praying and it was seated in my heart that this is what he's like. He's the God of better than I can imagine. He's better than I could ever. And because I just, our whole family knew it, right? So we had no, so every time something tried to come in and put itself higher than my God's personality, <laughs> his character, it would get shook down. And so, and then finally they tore up all the carpet and all of the tile. <laughs> carpet is not good. <laughs> not, not that carpet, that was bad carpet. And, and, my, and, our, and our, one of the guys that was working in the house said, this is, this is the ugliest foundation slab, residential slab I have ever seen. And I'm like, whoa, you didn't, didn't sugarcoat that much, did you? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, Lord, this is our house. The worst? Yeah, the worst. Okay. 
I mean, this thing was horrible. Like, I mean, it was, it was like literally almost like an inch, di- like it dips down an inch here. And then if you keep walking, it goes down a little bit too. And it comes back up. There's a high spot over here. And then another low spot. Like it's everywhere. And the only way that we didn't notice because of the carpet. Carpets from the devil. No. And so I'm just kidding. Carpet's great. It's fun to wrestle with the kids on carpet. And then they had tile, which can also. So we're just like going, ah, oh, we didn't know about this. And I'm like, well, how do we fix it? And they're like, well, you, you can fix it a little bit, but you just, you're not going to be able to put wood floors on it, which is what we were excited about doing. I want wood floors. And so I'm getting kind of discouraged. And I'm driving in my car, I like driving, looking at faucets and different stuff like that, which doesn't excite me too much. And I'm getting discouraged and anxious. And the Lord says, Jesse, start praying in tongues. I'm like, all right. All right, I'm praying in tongues. I'm praying in my car. And I'm just like, I just keep going. I just keep going. I heard an incredible testimony. In fact, Jay told me this. He went to a conference. And this is really cool. If you need faith for tongues. So the Bible says that tongues are for edifying your spirit. But really what it is, it's the Holy Spirit praying through you the direct will of God. And so what you're doing is you're aligning yourself with the kingdom of heaven. The fun testimony that Jay was telling me was at a conference and they had everybody stand up and pray in tongues and walk around this big conference room, right? For like five minutes? For like five minutes. So all these people, picture all these people walking around praying in tongues, not knowing where they're going, like me driving, but different. And so so they stopped and wherever they were at, they had to stop, right? Yeah, he said, within 10 seconds, get to where you're supposed to be. Within 10 seconds, get to where you're supposed to be. What does that mean? I don't know. But they didn't know. And so they're all spread throughout the room. And after that, he says, how many of you guys have birthdays in January and February, right? Quarter. Quarter. So January, February, March, April. And everybody that, had the, um, everybody that had those birthdays were all standing next to each other. And then this quarter, they were all standing next to each other. And it was, it was highlighting the, 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 the reality that, that praying in tongues isn't just like a, like a warrior tongue. Like it's literally aligning yourself with what God's doing in the room. It's alliance with the kingdom. So I'm, I had this testimony in my mind. I'm like, I am way out of alignment. I need to get into alignment. So I just start praying in tongues like, God, I am not a happy camper and I need to get happy. I need to align myself with the kingdom. And when I got done with that, God reminded me. Says, and, and by the way, I have, to, I have to remind you, one of the solutions we had was pouring a whole new foundation on top of the old one. And I'm like, well, that, that, that sounds cool. Is that expensive? It's very expensive. Oh, I don't want to do that. And so now I'm praying in tongues and God says, Jesse, you prayed for an upgrade. You prayed for better than expected. Your old floor was old and broken. Your new floor, oh, by the way, had cracks all over it too. Just big cracks. By the way, don't build a house on sand and then don't put any rebar in it, okay? It will move around over 60 years, Okay. And that's what happened to ours. It had no metal. It had no, it had no, um, had no truth in the foundation. Sorry, I was just kidding. <laughs> and so I'm driving and God says, this is better than expected. Get your eyes off your limited resources and put your eyes on my unlimited resources. And so I just made a decision. You know what? We're doing it, God. Because this sounds like what we prayed. And here's what I learned from this. Guys, when you start praying something, and maybe you have to pray it a few times. I don't know the rules behind this stuff. But when your spirit gets it, when it gets it, and sometimes you have to, in order for your spirit to get it, it has to, has to hear it a bunch of times. 
And so that's why declarations are powerful. That's why praying something over and over again can be a good benefit to you, not so much to God, because he's not hard of hearing. But we are sometimes. And so I had, this, I had this, this thought in my head, you're better than expected. So every time something came up, I literally would say this. I'd say, I don't know what this is about, but it's going to be better than expected. I don't know what that's about, but this is going to turn out better than expected. And so every little thing that I wanted to get shaken about, I just said that oh, that's better than expected. And you could tell me, Jesse, that doesn't look like better than expected. It looks like the worst foundation they've ever seen. And I'd respond to you, no, you're mistaken. That's better than expected. And so I, I, I took some help. God had helped me out with praying in tongues and aligning me. And so we did it. So now it's like, it's completely flat. But here's what I was realizing as I'm, as I'm thinking about foundations. I'm realizing like, man, how many of us are building a foundation that's got cracks in it, high spots, low spots? Like, and, and, we, and God wants to put a calling on your life. He wants to put like high value $10 a square foot wood flooring that looks like it came from some barn in New Hampshire or something, you know? And, <laughs> and he wants to cover your foundation with beautiful callings and, and stories of testimony. He wants to build something on you. But he needs a foundation that can handle the weight that you're going to carry, that you're going to take to the, king, to, to the world. And so I was, just, I was just realizing again and again, what are we as a church, what are we building our foundation on as individuals? What's your foundation built on? Is your foundation built on uh, what you can do or is it built on what God can do? Is it built on your promises or is it built on his promises? Is your found, I love what Chris said, just, just you know, it, that God is so good to you and, and it's like, and if your emotions are telling you he's not that good, that's not true. It, it feels true in that moment. I get it, but it's not true. He's better than you ever imagined. And if you need to go, you know, get some journaling out or meet with a friend to figure that stuff out, do it. But build a foundation of those truths. Don't build a foundation on the God that sometimes comes through for you. Because it, listen, you can, you can have low-level lifestyles. You can have carpet. And, it, and you can lay carpet on bad foundations. It's possible to do Christianity with a horrible foundation. It's possible. <laughs> I'm not going to have you raise hands, but we've all done it, right? We've all built on some bad, some cracks, some high levels, some low levels. Some of us are building a foundation on those high-level moments of our life. And then when, when we get off that high level, our world falls apart. And so, so, so I want to call us to building up our foundation today. I want to call us to, to take a look at what are you building on? What are you building on? I, I think about Jesus and how he was always sowing into the foundations of his apostles Every little thing that happened, read, read the Gospels and look for the foundation he's building into him, right? He's building on a foundation. He's literally saying, it's not all going to be well. They're, they hate me and they're going to hate you. So build a foundation that isn't built on what somebody else thinks about you. He says, he says they, they want to call down thunder and fire on a people. And he says, don't build a foundation on your opinion of other people on what you think is right and wrong. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man. 
But that way leads to destruction. And so he says, don't build a foundation on what seems right to you. And so when, the, when someone says your electrical panel needs to be replaced, you don't get afraid. Because like, well, that, I don't know about that, but that's an upgrade. Something's going to happen. And so how many of you guys have areas in your life right now that you look at and you're like, that doesn't feel like an upgrade? Just raise your hand. You're like, that relationship, my relationship with my parents, with my kids, with my coworkers, those don't sound better than expected. But listen, we're Christians. We're Christians. And Christians, we follow his word. And it says, everyone who hears these words of mine, so reads the word and puts them into practice and acts on them, maybe be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall for it had been founded on the rock. You know, the disciples were in a boat that was in a storm once. And it was quickly revealed the foundation they were built on. Right? They freaked out. They ran to him. Jesus, save us! And when he gets with that, when he gets done with that, he, he, you know, he calms the storm. And, and then afterwards, he actually tells him and says, listen, be careful how you hear. Be careful how you see. Because you're seeing with your eyes, not with the eyes of my eyes. And so when we live, so I, just, I, I encourage you guys, when you read the word, when you're living, I encourage you to, to strengthen yourself. Gosh, I was thinking about preaching a whole message today on just on strengthening yourself in the Lord because one of the, one of the greatest things you can ever do in your, in your growth, how many, I mean, we're all growing in God. I grew, I grew so, much, so much this past couple of weeks. But you gotta learn to strengthen yourself. You gotta learn to strengthen yourself. And so whatever it looks like, for me, it looked like strengthening myself meant like I'm gonna keep praying this prayer because I know it's coming. Before we were buying our house, I was a little hopeless about housing market here. And I'm like, I don't know what we're gonna do. It's all too expensive for two rooms. It's a million five or something in, a, in like somebody's backyard. Like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, Orange County, oh, it's hopeless. <laughs> and so... <laughs> You laugh because it's not that far from the truth, okay? But, but, and so every time before, every time before we ate, our prayer was, God, thank you for the food, thanks for this, and thank you for our house. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know where it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a month from now or a year from now. But thank you for the house. Right? If you're looking to jump into the music industry and you have an album that's coming out, thank you for my album that's going to be better than expected. If you're about to launch a business, thank you, Father. You called me to start business. It's going to be better than expected. You're about, to, you're about to get married. Father, I thank you for this marriage. It's going to be better than expected. Maybe you're already married and you need to repair that thing. God, I thank you that this marriage is better than expected. There's an upgrade coming. Now, the word of faith gets a bad rap, doesn't it, Chris? The word of faith gets, the, gets a bad rap because it's like, oh, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. <laughs> There's another one. What's the other one? I can't remember either. This cracks me up. We have, we have actual names for this kind of stuff. Um, but the re, and, and here's, the, here's the problem, guys, is they would name it and they wouldn't see it. They would claim it and they wouldn't see it happen. 
They'd say, oh, this is going to be better and upgraded. And then they have the worst foundational floor and, and everybody thinks it's, it's the, the sky is falling. And so their, their faith breaks and they say, darn word of faith movement. Or the prosperity movement or God, whatever. Like whatever it is. The reality is the word of faith was all about declaring the truth of who he is in every situation until you see it played out. I like to say that he is the God that's never let me down. He is. That, that to me is incredibly powerful. I heard Danny Silk say it one time. It just clicked for me. I'm like, oh, he's never let me down. And then I said this, but what about all those other times that he did? And then I started thinking about those times. And all those times were times when I had my own idea of what they should be like of how it should have come out, the foundation, what it would have looked like when we pulled the carpet off, if I had my way. And he, re- and he reminded me, he says, Jesse, I didn't give you your way all the time, but I always had my way in your world. I've never let you down. And so, I, you know, I think, honestly, guys, the Christian faith is continually building a foundation on who he is in your life. And no matter what is being remodeled in your life, no matter what is being, whatever carpet, praise the Lord, tearing up old carpet, right? Some of you guys are getting pruned right now. Some things it's hurting. You're like, oh, I lost my job. You're getting pruned. Oh, this relationship fell off or it didn't work out. You're getting pruned because God is building a better foundation for you. And so he had to rip up the carpet and you're like, oh, there's cracks. Yeah, there's cracks. Can we deal with these cracks finally? Funny, first service went so different. <laughs> but God's good. He, he, he always leads me down the right path. I just know that. So I don't, get, I don't get afraid as much as I used to. And that's the whole point, right? Like I used to be afraid a lot. Now I'm afraid very little. I used to be hopeless for five days. Now I'm hopeless for one day. Soon it's going to be an hour. Right? How many of you guys excited for the day when you're, when you, when you have, when you're hopeless for an hour and not ten Raise your hand. Like, I'm excited for that day. Come on. Come on. I'm, I'm excited for the day I'm hopeless for five minutes. I mean, the testimonies are going to start. Say, hey, honey, honey, honey. You know, you've been gone for a couple hours. I was hopeless for three minutes of that. And she's going to be like, just three minutes? I'm like, yeah. And she, and she goes, that's too long, honey. <laughs> Such high standards. Listen, this is the point. If we can have our eyes set on who he is. He is so good. He's so, so good to me. And we can read the word that will, that will solidify that in us. Listen, like, my whole Bible's like underlined. That's not true. That's a little overzealous. But a lot of it's underlined. And if I, if I, every time I open this thing up, I'm like, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I flip a couple pages and I'm like, <laughs> some, some of the under, stuff I underlined is interesting. It's, it's so good. It's just, oh, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, avoiding worldly and empty chatter and the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and thus gone away astray from faith. I'm like, yes, that's for me. 
Like, that's the word. If you don't know the word like this, I want to invite you. It's probably, there's just no time in your schedule. And I just, it's so good. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him, the God, the Father. I'm like, ah, whatever I do. Sorry, I could do this for hours. Um, but I just want to encourage you guys. Why don't, why don't you guys stand with me? I want to close this. It's good. I, I feel like I'm just going down just the biblical ramble road. Come on. Hey, I feel like, I, I feel like my most common thing I say is one last thing. <laughs> I'm really sorry for that. And then I'm also not because God puts things on my heart to share. And I think they're important. When we're, as we're standing, I want to close this. I, wanna, I said this in first service, so it, maybe it'll be online. But as we walk this out, as we walk out this foundation building, this, this, this faith building, believing how good he is, knowing that a healing ministry is not built on our ability to heal people, but it's built on what Christ is doing every day. Your success is not built on what you have done. You can't build the best foundation out there. On your best day, you build a foundation that has cracks and is wavy. On his best day, he builds something that can handle all the favor and blessings he wants to lay on you. I'm not even saying riches and all that stuff. I just mean like you walk up to somebody and they look at you and they wonder why you're different. And so I just want to exhort us also before I pray that, that, that this is, this is as, a, as a community, that we want to go after this, that the power of God, the, the, the presence of God, his Holy Spirit would be the thing that, that leads us in all things. And so I talked a lot about the anointing this morning and just how the anointing is, Isaiah 10, it talks about the anointing that breaks the yoke, it breaks the bondage. It's his power in us. It's the, and, and, and in the New Testament, he says, I have anointed you to go and preach the gospel. I have anointed. So we're all anointed, okay? We've all been anointed. Just like David was, was poured over by, um, by Samuel and he was anointed to be king. We have been anointed for this Christian walk, this walk of faith of he's better than expected. So you have all the power and the anointing you need. And I want to encourage you. I think that Paul has done and would do is says, walk in your anointing. Walk in the power of his ability to get you through every situation. Don't rely on your abilities, but strengthen yourself. So Father, just put your hand on your heart right now. Father, I thank you. I thank you. You speak to our hearts and out of our hearts, all of life flows. So Father, right now, speak to our hearts. I just pray right now that you would teach every one of us how to strengthen ourselves, how to pray powerful prayers that last, that continue to speak to us in the midst of confrontations, in the midst of, of, of things that don't come out the way they're supposed to. Yeah, thank you, Father. Ask him right now, just right now in your own words, just ask him, God, would you, would you build a foundation in me, a strong foundation? We don't need more knowledge and information. We need greater foundations. 
So ask him right now, say, prune me, God, so that I can grow strong. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Yeah, so Father, I, I bless this community, God, that I just, I see this community, you guys, I see us as a community that's forerunning a faith movement that maybe, maybe it started 2,000 years ago, maybe it started 80 years ago, maybe it started in the Jesus movement, I don't know, but I, just, I, I, I get excited about us standing for the God that's better than expected and not changing the subject. That nothing's gonna change while how we see God. Yeah. Can we just end with this? I just love worshiping so much. Just say this. And I will give you all my worship. And I will give you all I will give, and I will give you all my worship, and I will give you all my praise. You alone, I long to worship, and you And I will give you sing an old hymn real quick. And I have decided to follow Jesus. And I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back, no turning back. And I have decided to follow Jesus. And I have decided Come on, no turning back. No turning back. No turning back. Come on, just give him, give him praise right now. Thank you, Father.
Yes, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. You know, I, I, I love what Nicole does with the offering, the way she just encourages us to shout and cheer. It's, it's not wrong to be pushed into praise. It's not wrong to be, to be just built up into praise. Like, it's never wrong to praise God in the midst of finances, of faith, or, or anything. So I just, I hope you're okay with some of that. I just... But church, I know normal church, you stay really quiet and you raise your hands a couple times and you stay in your seats, but I just, that would, I just can't do church like that. And so if we have to raise our voice a little bit and I'm okay with that. And if you're okay, maybe you're home. So <laughs> amen. Bless you guys. Have an incredible week. Well, Seth Dahl, if you're excited or you're interested about learning about intercession, um, Eileen's going to be in the back. Go talk to her. She's amazing. Bless you guys. And go get your kids. <laughs>